Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our Morning Glory mid, uh, Midweek Bible Study. I'm so happy that you're here today. I'd like to invite you to grab your Bibles. Let's go to a book today in the Bible that we haven't examined too much, but it has a, it has a, a subject material that we need to take a look at today. This will be the book of Micah, the prophetic book, Micah chapter 4. And we want to take a look today at verses 1 and 2. And I really believe that your ship is turning around and amazing things are going to be taking place in your life. I want you to be prepared for that. I want you to have insight into where it is the Holy Spirit is taking you. So it's going to be quite a journey that God has uh, planned for you that's opening up right now. We want to talk about that today. Micah chapter 4 verse 1 and let's begin today in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word, that it is, it is full of truth, it's full of life, and that Your Word brings strength to us, that when we hear You speak, it produces faith. So we thank You, Father, that You are speaking to us, and You are showing us what You are unfolding in our lives. We receive it by faith. And we thank you for the empowerment that is contained within the seed of your word. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe that God today is granting revelation of his word and that the word of God is unfolding before you, showing you exactly that brilliant path that God has laid out before you. Now, Micah chapter 4, verse 1 Now it shall come to pass in the latter days. I want to stop there just for a moment because I've actually heard people say that Micah chapter 4, particularly verses 1 and 2, are, are verses that are speaking of the millennium. Now, for those of you that maybe aren't uh, familiar with the study of the 1,000 year reign of Christ that is coming in the not so distant future, um, it's often called by theologians the millennium. That's just a technical term meaning the 1,000 year reign of Christ. Well, this is not referring to the millennium, because it says right here in verse 1, now it shall come to pass in the latter days. And so I think whenever we come across these scriptures, that those that are not filled with the Holy Spirit, maybe they're in the church, maybe they're theologians that love the Word of God, but they just look at it and say that's too good to be true, so it can't be during our lifetime. It can't be uh, during the time that we live on the earth. So let's just relegate this to the millennium. And many scriptures that God has intended for us to live in and walk in uh, are for this time, this generation. And so it says, now it shall come to pass in the latter days. The latter days are days that we are living in right now. Praise the Lord. And what I'm about to share with you it's going to come to pass. Now, whether you believe it or not, it's not going to affect the prophetic sovereign promises of God. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. The only thing is that you don't want to be a spectator. You want to be a participant. See, I've made up my, lot, my life, my mind, my goal is to not be somebody that's just a spectator. You know, you can have a stadium of 100,000 people, but you've only got 22 people playing on the field. 
and you're supposed to be in that 22. I know I'm supposed to be in that 22. I'm not out there watching. No, I'm not a spectator. I'm a participant. And you are called in your field, in your anointing, in the grace that God has for you. You are called to be a spectator. Glory to God. And you're going to make an impact. And you have to understand that th- these verses are for you. Praise God. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days. Now, the latter days. Think about Joel chapter 2. In the latter days, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Well, Pastor Stephen, Joel chapter 2, referring to the latter days, just as Micah uh, referring to the latter days, that's all relegated to the, to the millennium. No, it's not. Peter stood up, Peter stood up, and he ministered to the people and said, what's going on here, which was the day of Pentecost, and people are being filled with the Holy Spirit, believers are being filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, what's going on is what was prophesied by Joel, that in the latter days my spirit will be poured out upon all flesh. Wow, that was not the millennium, and neither is this. It cannot be any more clear or more direct. Well, Pastor Stephen, what you're about to read is so good, I don't don't see how it could happen in the present situation of the church. Look, I'm telling you, things are beginning to change dramatically within the church. The power is coming back. The glory is coming back. Uh, You know, it it is going to begin to roll so fast. The thing is, is that you need to agree with what God's doing, agree with this plan, agree with His agenda, and you will go up. You will go up. Praise God. And so you want to be a participant. But if you just, you know, sit back and say, well, I'll believe it when I see it, but then you're going to be a spectator. Glory to God. But I believe I'm speaking today to players, to participants. You're in the game and they're watching you. Woo, glory to God. Now, Micah chapter 4, verse 1, now it shall come to pass in the latter days. That's, that's right now. We're in the last days of the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. Mm, Glory to God. It's going to happen that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. There's different mountains. There's the mountain of, there's the mountain of religion. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, the, the, of the house of the Lord, but there's the mountain of education, the mountain of business, the mountain of politics. There's these different mountains, but the mountain of the Lord is going to be over all of them. Woo! It's going to the top. It's going to the top. And shall be exalted above the hills, and peoples shall flow to it. Why? Because the church has the answers. Isaiah 60, verse 1 speaks of the gross darkness that is in the earth, the sin, the depravity, all of that. And, you know, the sinners just, you know, going for it. But the glory rising upon the people of God. And, you know, with all the sin that's out there and all of the, um, all the things that, that the sinners are just jumping into, uh, they're jumping into a mess you know, with all of the diseases that are out there, all of the sexually transmitted diseases, if they want to have at it, uh, they're going to need some, they're going to need something that's way beyond penicillin, because there's stuff out there that the most advanced drugs can't knock it out, can't stop it, and these, these germs and bacteria, these things are mutating, and um, it's a mess. It's a dangerous world to live in sin. 
Mm -mm. But I tell you what, although there's gross darkness and all types of perversion and stuff like that, the glory on the people of God is going to get so amazing, and the glory of the Lord, the power of the Lord, the grace of the Lord is going to lift the church to the top. And, and these days of the church, ah, the carnal church, so wanting to be embraced by the world. Oh, we just wish you would love us, and we just, you know, we're, we'll compromise. We'll lower our standards so low. Please come join us now. And they still, you know, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. What is going to happen is that they're going to see that we have the answers. We have the light. We have the solutions. We have the glory. We have what they don't have. And we have the greatest thing of all, which is the presentation of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ. Savior of the world, the one and only way to God the Father. The only way to receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life is in Him alone. Hallelujah. So we, we have the answers. We don't have to beg and grovel for the world to, you know, like somehow, you know, we've we got to sacrifice for the world to finally say, okay, we'll give you a little attention. No. The glory is going to be on the church so strong that the church, the mountain of the Lord, will be at the top. The house of the Lord will sit over all mountains. Wow. Praise God. We're talking about a church that is empowered with the gifts of the Spirit. We're talking about a church walking in purity and holiness. And look, there's something about holiness that, that is beautiful. Uh, this is why the psalmist said, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. There's nothing beautiful about depravity. There's nothing beautiful about perversion, but there's something intriguing and mystical and unexplainable about holiness. It has an attraction that nothing else can compete with it. And, uh, you know, over the, the forehead of the priest would be the miter, the crown, and it would read holiness unto the Lord. And that, that represents the thought life, the mentality, the way of thinking of the people of God. And there's going to come holiness and glory and beauty on the church. And the world is going to look at the church and be mystified and be puzzled and just be like, wow, whoo, we, we, we like our sin, but wow, that's just beautiful. Oh, and you know, uh, the light draws people. We're going to have the light. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. See, it says, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. Not at the bottom. The church will not be at the bottom. The church will exit and leave at the top. Though there's going to be an antichrist. There will be the son of perdition. There will be his, you know, his right-hand clown, the false prophet, you know. So, you know, we're aware of all of that. I'm aware of the unholy trinity, the antichrist, the beast, the false prophet, uh, sometimes known by, the, th by theologians as, as the Three Stooges. But my friends, uh, I, that will be a time when the church has been taken, has been uh, lifted out of this realm. Glory to God. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I want to be here for the tribulation. If you say things like that, you have no clue what you're talking about. You don't understand what you're talking about. Uh, I don't believe that the believers are appointed unto wrath. I believe when the wrath of God is poured out, from what I read in the book of Revelation, that's something that nobody should be around for. That's going to be literally, in, in some expressions, hell on earth. I believe the church will be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm not going to really teach on end time events, eschatology, but I'm, I'm teaching on this, that in the last days, the church is going to the top. That means you. You're going to the top. You're not going out defeated, wiped out, and in misery. The church is going to the top. Will there be turmoil in the earth? Yes. Earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars and famines and problems? Yes. And the only voice with the solution is going to be the church. Woo! Not the EU. Mm -mm. Not the United Nations. No. No. It's going to be the church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And the glory is going to be all over the church. Now, verse 2, many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we will, we shall walk in his paths. International conferences where people just come from all over to hear what? The teaching. Let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. Let's go to the house of God. They're having a conference. Let's go. Let's go so that we can hear what? Hear the teaching. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion the law shall go forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Praise God. And, and of course, Jerusalem and Israel have always been typology of the church. Now it's not it's not a replacement for Israel, but you have spiritual parallels. Praise God. Now Come and let us go up to the mountain to the mountain of the Lord. Why? Because the mountain of the Lord is where the revelation is flowing. The house of God is where the wisdom of God is being released and poured out. Anytime wisdom is being dispensed, it will always have instructions attached to it. What do you do with instructions? You obey them and you follow them. Praise God. Come, let us, go, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us His ways, and we shall walk in His paths. Over, this, over the past few months of the year 2018, I'm sure you've noticed that I've been teaching a lot of what we could call biblical principles. There are natural principles. There are spiritual principles. I have been laying those out explaining that if you walk in them, the blessing of God begins to operate in your life. If you disobey them, it's like having um, a machine that's working really well, and you go in there and you throw a wrench into all the gears, and now it starts to malfunction and have problems. That's why we've been talking about principles. Obey the principles, and things begin to work smoothly in your life. Now, it is true that the person of Jesus creates your peace. In other words, that w when you come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, you invite the Lord Jesus into your heart, you have, you have peace because now your life is right with God, and you're on your way to heaven. So it is true that the person of Jesus creates your peace, but it's the principles of Jesus that creates your success, success in prosperity, success in health, and when you walk in the principles of Jesus, you begin to walk in success. Praise God. You can, you can walk knowing the person of Jesus, knowing that God loves you, and that you love Him, and you can pray, and you can, you can worship the Lord, but you can still have a lot of areas of failure in your life. Why? 
because the person of Jesus creates your peace, but it's the principles of Jesus that creates your success in your finances and in your health and of course in your marriage and on and on it goes. So that's why I've been teaching in depth this year the principles. Why? You learn the principles and apply the principles and the ship of your life begins to get turned around and begins to go in the right direction. Praise God. Praise the Lord. When I was a young teenage boy, I think, I think this probably started happening around the age of 16. We moved and we lived right next to the intercoastal ship channel. And, you know, we still, we didn't move far. We only moved maybe five miles, but me and my brothers were really excited because now we're living literally, oh, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe 40 yards at the most from the beach. And this put us right on the beach of the International Intercoastal Ship Channel. And so this was the passageway that all of the tanker ships, oil tankers, um, all of these huge ships that were literally, when I say longer than a football field, uh, there were some that were much longer than a football field, but they would go, they would go right past our house up this ship channel into the harbor of the city. And when they were ready to leave, they would sail out of the harbor area, go through the ship channel, exit into the Gulf of Mexico, and then from there go all over the world. It was a lot of fun to watch because it was an international event, ships with flags from all different types of countries. And, you know, for me, I just thought that was the coolest thing of the world because at that point I'd never traveled outside of the country. So I, I, I just, you know, would watch the ships go by. And these, these were gigantic ships. Well, the thing was, is that my parents didn't know this. Me and my brothers didn't tell my parents maybe until about oh, probably about 40 years after this, excuse me, not 40 years, 20 years, 20 years after this happened. We, we never told them, our parents, what we were doing, because we know they would, they would have been terrified. They would have told us to stop. But what would happen in the summer when school was out, you know, my mom and dad, they both worked full time. And so me and my brothers, we, you know, wake up uh, in the morning and my, our parents, they'd left for work. And, you know, our parents just said, you know, stay here at the, at the house. You can go fishing, but, you know, uh, you know, you can go fishing if you want, but, you know, stay close by, you know, the neighborhood and uh, stay close to the house, you know, watch cartoons or whatever, you know, you makes you happy, but stay close by. Well, what they didn't know is that me and my brothers were very curious about the islands that you could see way over on the other side of the ship channel. And I'm not talking like maybe, you know, 50 yards. I'm talking about like a half a mile away. And we didn't have a boat or anything like that. And we would look at those um, islands and just be, you know, it's, I, I think, you know, for a young guy who's adventurous growing up reading Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer and books like that, well, if you, you know, you're standing there, you see an island out there, you're thinking, wow, sure, it'd be fun to get out there. Well, you know, me and my brothers, we all ran track. And so we all had like... Um, how can I say we had developed that extra large lung capacity because when you're running every single day and you know you're you, you know you're doing really well in high school and you're winning track meets and stuff like that we just thought well you know we're pretty good swimmers 
we've never tried anything like this before. Let's try swimming out to the islands. <laughs> this is why we never told our parents. First of all, my mother would have flipped out. And she flipped out when I told her 20 years later. She's like, I can't believe y'all were doing that. And, you know, she's like, and she almost passed out when I told her. But, you know, it's, it's, um, it's all, it's all here, you know, it's all said and done, Mom. Don't worry about it. Nothing ever happened. It was, it was just really good exercise for us. Well, me and my younger brother, because we are more accustomed to wrong, uh, running longer distance than my older brother, we, um, we decided, let's go for it. Let's try to swim out there. And he and I, crazy enough, swam all the way out there. I mean, you know, this was kind of like even before triathlons were popular. And so we swam all the way out there, and we're out on this island. And we thought, this is really cool. And, uh, you know, running around on the island. Then, of course, you know, later you got to swim all the way back. we got to do all this before our parents... Uh, you know, get home, and you know, if they get home, and uh, what you guys do today? Oh, we just, you know, did some, did some, uh, did some uh, fishing, did a little swimming, and stuff like that. Okay, you stayed close, yeah. You know, we kind of stayed close around and never let the cat out of the bag. But one of the um, one of the local fishermen, I was um, just talking to him one day, and he said, "Hey, you know, just to let you you and your brothers know, if you ever go out to the islands, you know, you're crossing this ship channel." He said, "Be very, very careful because of these tankers, these large ships that are going by." I said, "Why?" I said, it "Looks like they're going really slow." He said, that, "He said that's the deception." He said, "Because they're so big, it does look like they're going slow." But he said, "Don't ever forget they're going about, you know, 15 or 17 knots. That's pretty fast." And they can't stop real quick. He said, it'll take them 20 minutes to stop. They don't have brakes. It's not like a train where you're going to put the brakes on and start slowing down real quick and, you, you know, you stop pretty soon. He said, it takes them two miles to stop. So if you're out there in the middle in a boat or something like that or whatever you might be doing, I really felt like the Lord was having this guy share this stuff with me. He said, um, if you're ever out there, he said, make sure you get out of the way a long time before they ever get out there because the suction of the propellers is very powerful and people have been pulled in on their little boats that got too close. I said, that's good information. I appreciate you sharing that. So so before me and my brother ever would swim, my other, my older brother started doing it too. And he's like, well, if they're going to do it, I'm certainly going to do it because I'm the oldest one. Well, we all were swimming out to the islands. But the thing was, if a ship could be sighted that was even miles and miles away, we would wait for the ship to go by. And why? Because they can't stop very quick. And if you're out there in the middle, you, you're not going to swim your way out of, out, you know, it's just, you're too far from land and too far to go. If you get stuck in the middle, it's not good. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Which is why my older brother decided to uh, borrow a boat. He just noticed a boat that had been parked at the marina for a couple of years, and it looked like nobody ever took it out. So he decided to take it out and, and enjoy it for the summer. And I think he eventually took it, about, took it back. I certainly don't uh, condone that. That was wrong. But uh, that was what he was up to, sailing around. He said, sailing's a lot faster. I'm like, I'm not getting some boat I don't own. <laughs> so he's, he's sailing all over the place. Me and my younger brother were still swimming. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, my friends. Our lives, in many ways, are like ships. We have, we have patterns. We have habits. We have ways of doing things. Some of those things are good. Some of those things aren't. And we can be working wrong principles. And 
what happens is that when you get illumination of the scriptures and you see that God wants to take you to the top, and you see that God is going to take the obedient church to the top, the end time glorious church is going to go to the top and will sit over all the mountains. Please, some of you that are called the business, you are called not just to, look, to like a local business. God is calling ministers. God is calling businessmen, businesswomen. God is calling people to rise to the top with global ministries, with global businesses that will run in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And some of you, by the grace of the Lord, will even touch billionaire level. You're going to the top. You're going to have to be in that category if you're going to be over the top. If you're going to be over the, all the other mountains, then you're, you're going to have to go to the top. And that means you're going to have to have some, some evidence of why you're there. Some of you are going to be called into the political area. God will take you to the top. Others into the educational field. God will take you to the top. Others in media field. God will take you to the top. And your voice will be heard over many waters. Glory to God. So this is what I'm sharing. I believe that the Word has been working in your life, and this is what some of you have asked. God, I'm working the principles. God, I understand that the person of Jesus creates my peace, but it's His principles that create my success. Lord, I've been working the principles. Where is the success that is supposed to show up when I'm obedient? That's what I'm here today to talk about. You may not have known it, but your ship has been turning. You may not have even felt it, but the ship by the Holy Spirit has been slowed down as being turned, lined up into the right direction. Woohoo! Glory to God. And you're now being pointed the right way you're supposed to go, and now you're getting you're getting momentum again. And you're going to begin to see evidence that it's now working. You're going to get emails or phone calls or or insight into like whoa this this is starting to work god's not a joker god said if you do it it'll work and you're going to start to see it's turning your ship is turning and you're going in the right direction did it happen overnight no it doesn't happen for anybody really overnight uh, it takes time to turn a big ship around, and your life is something that if you've been doing something wrong for 15 years, it's not like you can just turn it overnight. You can get the revelation that will turn it, but you begin to apply those truths, work those truths, but there comes a moment when you realize, wait a minute, this is working, this is real, and you know it. You know you're going to the top even before you're there. Why? You're working the principles. You're working the principles, and it's those principles that will establish you to be at the top of the mountains. The nation of Israel is going to the top, and the people of God are going to the top. The nation of Israel has solutions that people travel to the nation in order to get insight of their technological savvy, of their, of their genius in certain areas. And people travel from other countries thousands of miles to say, teach us how you know these things in genetics and agriculture. You are at the very top of biomedicine and, and physics. Teach us what you know so that we can take these truths to our people and our people can experience 
the grace, the blessing that you're walking in, the knowledge that you're walking in, and it's going to happen for the church. It's going to happen for the church. Praise God. Many nations shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us His ways, and we shall walk in His paths. Praise the Lord. Pastor Stephen, how do I know that my ship is turning? How do I know that the principles are working? You start to see these breakthroughs. You start to see moments of relief. Instead of things going wrong, something now is solid, and it begins to go right. And you realize it's working. It's working. See, I believe for many of you, 2018 has been a year of of sowing in tears. Oh, I'm not saying that you were sad that when you when you sowed. I'm just saying that the seed meant so much to you because it was. It's not like it's a, you know, like you gave a million dollars or something, but it it moved your heart when you sowed it. And yes, even if it had some weight and glory on it, it it's like you know you you're going to do more than that. And so you sowed in tears, God, this is all I have, but it means so much to me. Lord, I wish I could put another zero or two on the end of this check. I'm not, that, I'm not there, so Lord, I sow in tears. But look, there has been a lot of that in, in 2018. You've been sowing and sowing, but you haven't quit. You've been sowing and sowing, and, and uh, there have been some of you, you're just, you're just hitting the ball out of the park every single time. And you, you're, you're into this. You're into this. And 2019 is going to be a year where you are going to reap harvest that, I mean, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. It's the year of joy. See, when the Lord turned our captivity, then was our mouth filled with laughter. And God is going to, He's going to turn your captivity through harvest. And you're going to have harvest in 2019 that are just going to flow, flow, flow. Why? You're working principles. You're working principles. And you're going to the top. I prophesied over your life, you're going to the top. Glory to God. Well, Pastor Stephen, as this begins the roll, what do I do? I'll tell you exactly what you do. You don't change anything. You just push it. You don't take chances. Oh, well, I'm just going to ride off what I did in 2018. No, you're setting yourself up for a major harvest. But what you want to do is you want to continue the walk in the grace that got you there. Mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. I see you as an international jet setter. I see you as an international jet setter with divine assignments, places to go places to be, and you go in the empowerment and in the prosperity of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's an anointing that's on this ministry that's coming over your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 is coming to my mind right now. Joshua 1, verse 8. Let's take a look at that just for a moment. You know, in professional sports, you can have a team, let's say, let's say in the NFL, professional football, where a team is winning by 25 points, and you know, it's halftime, and you think, well, 
you know, the other team, this team has all the momentum, the game's already over, and, and you know what? That's not the time to let off, because there have been so many teams that come back, and they win it in the final few minutes of the fourth quarter, so you have got to stay with what is working for you. Don't depart from it. Don't leave it. Don't give the enemy or don't give the world system an opportunity to work against you. Just stay with the principles of the Lord. Keep working the principles of God's Word. Some of them we've talked about last week even, the, the law of faith, the law, laws of sowing and reaping, the law of the spoken Word, and on and on it goes, obeying principles of of seed time and harvest that govern the principles of the covenant of financial empowerment. Glory to God. Once these truths are working, then push it. Don't, don't let up. Don't let up until the game is over. Because momentum can shift. Momentum can change. That especially happens in professional basketball. You can have a team up 30 points. And just it looks like it's blowing the other team out. But then in the last the last the last uh, quarter, that other team suddenly catches on fire, and now they're making what's called a run, and they close that gap, and then all of a sudden, you're down into like a struggle, and you know what? That other team could have the momentum. Don't play around. Don't take chances. Shut them out. Shut, shut them out. Shut out your adversary. Shut out your adversary. Shut him out. Let winning be contagious in your life. Let the joy of the Lord be contagious in your life. Let the path of the Lord, walking in it, be contagious in your life. You don't need to go back to Egypt to go back to find out what you were missing. You weren't missing anything that you need to go back to. Go on with the Lord. Go on into the glory of the Lord, because it's going to get better. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. There have been those who have seen into the glory and who have seen the end time church. And some of the people that have seen it, you know, thank goodness that their walk with God brings validity to the reports they have brought back from their prophetic perspective. Because I tell you what, what the Lord is going to do for the end time church is absolutely glorious. And you're going to the top. You're going to, you're going to the top. There will come a day in the church where you wake up with so much energy and zeal and excitement and empowerment from God. You will jump out of bed because the day holds so much promise and so much potential and so much glory and depression. You'll never even know it again. You'll never even know depression. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Too much good stuff to do. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. The fire, the glory of the Lord in your midst. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Oh, I could say so much more. But I want to read to you Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. See, what gets you into success is the very thing that you must continue to do once you are there. The financial covenant, the prosperity of God, it takes kingdom giving to get into it, and it takes kingdom giving to remain in it. Once you get up, you want to stay up. And not only do you want to stay up, you want to go higher. 
glory to God how do you do that you keep working those principles over and over and stronger and stronger glory to God glory to God this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success pastor Stephen God doesn't want us to be prosperous well then take your Bible and just get rid of it because it's full of prosperity it even tells you how to be prosperous it tells you how to have good success all of this belongs to the church and God's taking his people to the top of the mountains Woo! thank you Jesus glory to God you don't depart from it you stay in it you stay in it and the Holy Spirit will feed you he'll feed you the revelation the illumination he'll feed you the eagles food that supplies the nourishment that you need hallelujah one of my ministry partners emailed me recently and said pastor Stephen the teachings that you have been presenting of the principles of Jesus have helped me so much this person said I already knew the person of Jesus who has brought me my peace but your teaching of the principles of Jesus is what is now producing the prosperity and the success and the joy and so much more in my life that when I so here was the question the person was saying that when I get up in the morning in the early morning school of the spirit four o'clock and I'm seeking the Lord I find that the Holy Spirit wants me to even listen to your teachings and the person said is that okay it's feeding me is that okay should am I supposed to like just turn it off and just maybe pray or something and so the person was very prayerful the person was a student of the word I said I said look if my teaching if my teachings are feeding you and they are anointed by the Holy Spirit then by all means feel free to listen to them at four o'clock in the morning or at four o'clock in the afternoon or at 3 30 in the morning or at five o'clock in the evening if it's feeding you continue to plug in to that thank you Lord Jesus because we fly by principles and once you get up you want to stay up how do you stay up this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus there are there are breakthroughs at hand they're popping forth right now and your ship is is being turned it's taken months for the Holy Spirit to turn it teaching 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 getting the word in oh now I understand Lord I'm going to line this up I want my ship's navigational system lined up with the word of God Woo! hallelujah and so you you get it you get it and the ship turns and goes in the right direction
See, you can leave from the port of Long Beach, California, on a cruise ship, and you can sail to Hawaii. But if you are off just a few degrees, by the time you get there and have traveled several thousand miles, which is the distance to get there, if you are off at the beginning by just a few degrees, by the time you get there, you're going to be off hundreds of miles. And you'll pass the islands in, of Hawaii. You will miss the islands. You, you'll, you won't even see them. You'll be so far away. And you'll end up somewhere a long ways off from where you're wanting to go. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is helping our ships to reach the fullness of the destiny that God has planned for you. That's why 2018 has been a year of principles of sowing and working and working it. But already right now, fruit's coming in fruits coming in. You can begin to see, I'm already starting to taste the grapes, the grapes of the Canaan land. Oh, glory to God. And 2019, you'll shout and jump and run around and spin and jump because you'll realize your harvest is here and it will flow and flow and flow and flow. What do you do to keep it going? You just keep working the principles, keep working the principles, walking in love, walking in joy. Don't ever let the devil steal your joy. Some things may, you know, temporarily upset you. Uh, that's understandable. Get right back into the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Woo! Glory, 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 glory. And you fly higher, and you fly continually, and you go to the top of the mountains. That's where you belong, and that's where the Holy Spirit is lifting the church. And when we do leave, and when the Lord Jesus does come to take the church home to be with Him, whenever that moment will be, we will go out on the top of the mountains, healthy and strong and vibrant. And when we go out, I'm not even going to need these glasses. My eyes are getting healed. My body is getting supercharged. And you are too. You're going up. You're going up. Hang in there. Hang in there. Your ship has been turned. See, a ship that big, it can turn real slow and you don't even know it. But it's turning. It's turning. And so the Holy Spirit has already got you lined up. And you're going into, you're going into a historic year. It will be a historic year for the body of Christ 2019. It's going to be historic. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Praise God. You're crossing over into an epic year. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I will be ministering in the area of Atlanta, Georgia at the close of the year. Please check my, my itinerary on my ministry website. I'd love to you, for you to jump in those meetings. I'm going to be ministering on the last day of the year, I believe at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Time, there in the, in the Atlanta area. Jump into those meetings, hear the Word of the Lord, get charged! Get charged, that's the word I'm getting, is supercharged. I, I, I like cars, I like turbos, but uh, you know, you ever, ever stepped on a gas pedal with a turbo car? You step on the gas pedal, you got about a one second pause before the turbos kick in. They, they have to spool up, and then you get that punch, but with a supercharged, bam, instant power all the time. I like that. You're going to get supercharged. Glory, glory, glory for 2019. 
You're going to be, you're going to be running fast. Glory to God. Your ship, your ship is ready. Mm, mm, mm. Sweet things. I'm hearing in my spirit, lollipops and candy and joy and happiness and peace and gifts, gifts, gifts. You're going to be such a generous giver. I, I have giving goals for myself, for me and my wife for 2019. I have giving goals myself. Glory to God. My friends, it's going to be an exceptional year. Glory to God. Get ready. Get ready. You're going to the top of the mountain. Yes, Pastor Stephen, in the millennium, we'll finally taste the good fruit. My friends, how about, how about some glory in 2019? Oh, yes, when Jesus comes for the millennial reign, you know, we'll have our glorified bodies. You know, we can come back down to the earth and watch what they're up to. Help them out if you want. And those that have walked very close with the Lord and, and mastered principles, there will be those that will be given assignments to rule and reign with the Lord. But that's only those that learned it down here. You, and then, when, then when you graduate with the Lord, there will be those that will be selected who knew the Word and honored the Word and were people of integrity. They will be appointed by Jesus over certain areas. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're ruling the reign. That's what you're doing. You're ruling. You're, you're learning to rule. You're learning to govern and to reign. You really are a king. You really are a priest. This is training for reigning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. That kingly anointing manifesting in your life with great royalty in 2019. Get ready. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. We thank you that you're taking us to the top of the mountains. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Those businessmen and businesswomen, you're going to go to the top of the mountains. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. The church is going to be the envy of the world. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for supercharging our spirits with faith. We give you praise. We thank you that ships are lined up, coming into the harbor of destiny. We give you praise, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's take communion together this morning. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice and join me today, please. Hallelujah. Once you're up, you, you have to stay up. There is a natural tendency to come back down because of gravity, which, uh, you know, just, you know, situations of life, but you work the principles, you stay in flight. You can stay up. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. You're going high. You're an eagle saint. Mm, mm, mm. You're designed for high altitude. Praise God. Father, we bless the bread and the, and the juice. We consecrate it. This is now the flesh and blood of Jesus, our Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus, who was buried, but was resurrected and was raised from the dead, and ascend it to the right hand of the Father, and also through that mighty ascension, we 
we were lifted by His power also. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, it is a mystery. Yes, it is a mystery. But according to Ephesians 2, 6, we are seated with Him at His right hand in heavenly realms. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ruling and reigning with Him. He rules and reigns through us. Mm. Sickness and disease coming off of you. Glory to God. You're too strong in the Lord. Too much of Jesus in you. Too much of the anointing in you. It falls off. You just walk out of it. You just walk out of it. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus. We thank you that your promises are exceeding and great. We believe them. We receive them. They are yes and amen. Let us now receive the Word, the living Word, the body of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Glory. We're going higher and higher and higher in you until we go to the top. Woo! Woo! Glory. Thank you, Father God. Lift us up by your grace. Lift your people, O God, to the tops of the mountains into their prophetic destiny in the name of Jesus. Say, I'll drink to that. Let us now receive the blood of Jesus. We're in the new covenant. We're in the new covenant. Mission number one to reach the lost. I'm smelling, I'm smelling vanilla and honey. That's the fragrance of the Canaan land, of the promised land. I don't have any, any lotions or anything like that on right now, or, or perfume or cologne or anything. Supernatural fragrance of, of the Canaan land, milk and honey. Hallelujah. You're going into your Canaan land. 2019, you're going up into the mountain of the Lord. You're going to the top of the seven mountains. Praise God. Of course, you know, you have your designated mountain, your career field, your calling. Thank you, Lord Jesus, your own harbor for your ship to sail into of destiny. Woo! It's good. It's good. It's good. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. There's a real prophetic anointing right now. If you'll just look by faith, just say, Lord, show me where you want to take me. He'll start to show you 2019 and beyond. Five years is going to go by so fast. Five years is going to go by so fast. Just look. He'll show you the future. Prophetic eyes, look. He'll show you where He's taking you. It tastes good. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.